Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I am the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley, and you are listening to the ShepherdCast, the weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. Each week, we bring you our weekly sermon in audio form, as well as our weekly Bible readings. We thank you for joining us for worship, as even though you may not have been able to join us on Sunday morning, we are glad to have you with us through this podcast. Now, if you like what you hear, and you're able, and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship experience at sotvchurch.com slash worship. In case you're curious what the readings are for this Sunday, or you would like to follow along in your Bible, we will be taking a look at the readings listed in our show notes for today's episode. Also, when we read our readings, those come out of the NRSV translation of the Bible. So, without further ado, here's this week's readings read by our lay reader, followed by the Gospel and Sermon by the Rev. Scott J. Anderson. Our service continues as we hear God's word. The first lesson is taken from Amos, chapter 6, verses 1a and 4 through 7. Alas for those who are at ease in Zion, and for those who feel secure on on Mount Samaria. Alas for those who lie in beds of ivory, and lounge on their couches, and eat lambs from the flock, and calves from the stall who sing idle songs to the song of the harp, and like David, improvise on instruments of music, who drink wine from bowls, and anoint themselves with the finest oils, but are not grieved over the ruin of Joseph. Therefore, they shall now be the first to go into exile, and the revelry of the loungers shall pass away. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We will read responsively Psalm 146. Alleluia, praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in rulers, in mortals in whom there is no help. When they breathe their last, they return to earth, and in that day their thoughts perish. Happy are they who have the God of Jacob for their help, whose hope is in the Lord their God. Who made heaven and earth, the seas, and all that is in them, who keeps promises forever. Who gives justice to those who are oppressed, and food to those who hunger. The Lord sets the captive free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord cares for the stranger. The Lord sustains the orphan and widow, but frustrates the way of the wicked. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, throughout all generations. Hallelujah. The second lesson is taken from 1 Timothy, chapter 6, verses 6 through 19. Of course, there is great gain in godliness combined with contentment. 
For we brought nothing into the world so that we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with these. But those who want to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. And in their eagerness to be rich, some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pains. But as for you, man of God, shun all this. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life for which you were called and for which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. In the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession. I charge you to keep the commandment without spot or blame until the manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will bring about at the right time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords. It is he alone who has immortality and dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. As for those who are in the present age are rich, command them not to be haughty or to set their hopes on uncertainty of riches, but rather on God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, generous and ready to share thus storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of the life that is really is life, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 16th chapter, beginning at the 19th verse. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, there was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. And at his gate lay a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man died and was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades, where he was being tormented. He looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. He called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in these flames." But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your lifetime you received your good things, and Lazarus in like manner evil things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this between you and us is a great chasm has been fixed so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us. 
He said, then, Father, I beg you to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them, so that they will not also come into this place of torment. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. He said, no, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. And he said to him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. And let us pray. Gracious and wonderful God, we love you and praise you and give you thanks. You challenge us today with your word. You challenge us to remember Lazarus in our midst. Help us to live our lives in the grace and love that you have shown us. Help us to think in loving ways and creative ways in which we may love our neighbor and in so doing, love you. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit upon me that I may preach your word truthfully and faithfully. In this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This morning, uh, we're off, I think, to a good start in terms of uh, this being the blessing of quilts and quilt Sunday. And as we hear the gospel this morning, uh, you know, just think of the number of Lazaruses uh, that will receive these quilts. That, I think, is a wonderful blessing. We have our noisy offering, and again, think about the Helping Hands Network. Uh, that will benefit from the offering uh, that we will give. And again, the number of people, how, the number of neighbors who will be loved because of your generosity. But as I went over the readings this week, and uh, this was one that uh, was very challenging for me. And so, uh, I will share with you some of those challenges. And the first thing, I guess, is to, there, there were three questions that kept coming up in my mind uh, as I looked at these texts from Amos and First Timothy, the Psalm, and the Gospel. And believe it or not, the first question uh, was from a fictional character. Uh, and uh, that being Tevya from Fiddler on the Roof. And uh, the thing I love about this uh, fictional character is the lessons learned. Uh, this uh, person was someone who uh, loved uh, his family, he loved his community, he loved creation, he was a farmer, uh, he loved God, uh, and uh, prayed and was always conversing with God, and, and just the way that he talked with God was really fantastic. Again, wonderful lessons in terms of how to pray. Um, 
uh, through theater. Um, and maybe one of the most famous songs, uh, there were several of them from that musical, uh, is Tevye singing, If I Were a Rich Man. And at the end of that song, uh, the lyrics go something like this, Lord, who made the lion and the lamb, you've decreed I should be what I am. Would it spoil some vast eternal plan if I were a wealthy man? Yes. Uh, and, and that's the thing, uh, is that uh, we, we, I think, first of all, as we look at these readings, it is not wealth that is the problem, but rather it's a continuation of what we heard last Sunday uh, and Jesus' proclamation that you cannot serve God and money, or money. Uh, and so there is this uh, uh, choice that we have to make. How do we uh, make that choice in our lives in serving God or serving money? Uh, it is what we heard in our epistle lesson. Uh, and again, a verse that is normally misquoted. It's not money is the root of all evil, but it's the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. So it is uh, thinking uh, about uh, the temptation that is there of uh, who is our God, really? Uh, do we choose God or do we choose wealth? And that's who we are going to serve. And we hear that also in uh, the prophet Amos. And he is, as you recall from last Sunday, he is a prophet. He is also a farmer, um, a dresser of sycamore trees, a shepherd from the southern kingdom. And he goes and preaches to the north. And again, uh, he is talking to the people of the north and they are enjoying a time of prosperity. And so his address is to the people who are living on Easy Street, who think they got it made, who have everything they want. There is one real telling uh, piece uh, and verse uh, in the prophet Amos, and that is uh, the one where they eat the young fatlings. Now, for someone who is poor and who had a very small herd or small livestock, even if they were blessed to have that. You don't kill the young because that destroys your livelihood. And the rich were just enjoying luxury. The thing that Amos was uh, trying to get their attention was, you're living today for today only. You are living for yourselves only. You have forgotten. You have this spiritual amnesia of forgetting God who has blessed you with these good things and also forgetting your neighbor. And that's the thing about uh, uh, the rich man in the parable. He forgot about Lazarus. He just walked by him every day at his gate in his coming and goings. And he didn't pay one iota, one, one means of attention. And even though he had the means of sharing, he elected not to. 
After all, you know, when we look at uh, the rich man, it's like, why did he deserve this fate? Because he seems to embody a lot of values that we uh, uh, enjoy. He was dressed finely. He ate sumptuously. Uh, probably had a great house. We can probably make that safe assumption. But he forgot Lazarus. This is where I started to start squirming in my seat as uh, I was reflecting on these uh, readings. And the second question then that comes to my mind is, who are the Lazaruses in my life? And that's a tough one. And I have to admit that I don't have a very good track record when I come to think about it. What of the Lazarus that I see on the off-ramp of, off of I-77, holding up a sign, asking for help? How many times have I driven past? I think about a typical morning that I have. And this isn't exact, but you get the gist. I woke up, I turned off my clock radio that was made from, made in Taiwan. It was dark, so I turned on a light. The tungsten filament came from Bolivia. I got breakfast. Pineapples, they came from the Philippines. I put on my Dockers, which were made in Costa Rica. I did not think of any of the Lazaruses from all over the world that had come and had a direct impact to my morning. squirmed in my chair for fear. We need not only to have words of love and acts of love, those are important, but also we need to have thoughts of love because that becomes the basis for how we live, how we act, how we uh, speak. When I was at uh, Trinity Lutheran Seminary uh, this past week for continuing education, they had an interesting observation from the main speaker, uh, Dr. Jacqueline Bussey. And, uh, and she quoted another author uh, that helped her to think about neighbor. And, and the paradigm was simply this, one story houses. This is what that's meant, is that in today's society, we are doing a disservice because we only think in one-story houses. We have only one 
to one correspondence with uh, people. And we don't see the complexity of their lives, or we don't see the other dimensions of their character. For example, one word association. If I say Thomas, you say doubting. Doubting? Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, is that if you look at John 11, uh, Jesus is about to uh, raise Lazarus from the dead. And uh, the 11 are, eh, this is not a good idea. You know what's going to happen if you go towards Jerusalem. And Thomas is the one that says, hey, let's go up to Jerusalem and die with him. We don't think of Thomas in that regard. Ah, it's just that doubting Thomas. Benedict Arnold, traitor. Yet, if you know history, the Battle of Saratoga. Benedict Arnold, who fought with the colonial uh, army at that time, was a key general uh, who had turned the tide in that battle. If we had not won the Battle of Saratoga, the American Revolution could have very well been lost. Our freedom comes from Benedict Arnold, believe it or not. Uh, and yet, uh, he is remembered by his act of treason. The British would say act of loyalty, but let's not uh, do semantics here. Uh, but the thing is, uh, you know, if you go to Saratoga in New York State, uh, it's kind of interesting. They have this uh, memorial for Benedict Arnold. Now the question is, how do you honor someone who played a critical and key role in the battle and also uh, later on was a traitor? And so it, it's really interesting how they uh, did this. So there is this, this plaque and, and, and stone and it has a boot on it. Uh, and that's because at that particular point in the battle, uh, Benedict Arnold was injured in the foot. And so they honor his foot, <laughs> okay? Uh, but, you know, there is, you know, all of that. Uh, so, you know, we think one-dimensionally sometimes, and that, I think, provides some problems. So here are some more toughies uh, for us to squirm in our seats. Muslims. First word many people think about are terrorists. And yet, as we know, not all terrorists are Muslims. And it would be very unfair for us to say that all Muslims are terrorists. It would be as if uh, some would say all Christians are members of the Ku Klux Klan. Homeless. Another word uh, that we might associate with the homeless uh, that some people might say, lazy. You know, if they would just pull themselves up from the bootstraps, they'd be okay. I was homeless. Between my second and first and second call. Charlotte, myself, Chris, Catherine, we were homeless. 
we had to leave the parsonage and we had nowhere to go for a little while. We were blessed to know some friends who had a home, a second story house, and said, you can live with us until you get another call, which fortunately didn't take too long at that time. You know, when we stop and think about it, folks who are homeless, we're not very far from them. It would just be one paycheck away for being in their position, too. And so there are things that I think we need to rethink and to look at from multiple uh, dimensions rather than just one. And think of any words or series of words that polarizes our country, and we just keep speaking from those one-dimensional viewpoints and not listen to one another. And, you know, we won't go into it uh, because I don't want to get into a debate. Uh, <laughs> plus, uh, you know, I, I, but I mean, just think of some of those words and things that are debating right now. And, 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 what, and the word that kept coming up to me uh, that really made me squirm in my seat and one that I really had difficulty with Refugees. And I kept coming to that verse in the parable. At his gate, there lay a poor man named Lazarus. How many Lazaruses have we left at our gate, at our border? You can see why I'm really... Uh, in, in all of this. So, third question then uh, is how do we go about thinking love in order to um, uh, be able to do love and to act love? And uh, the key word, I think, in our gospel text today is listen. Uh, and we need to listen to God. We need to listen to our neighbor. Uh, Dr. Bussey uh, also uh, was promoting a book. You know, that's what you normally get in one of those uh, continuing education things. Um, and the title of the book was Love Without Limits. And the basis of her book was sharing, it was semi-autobiographical in the sense that uh, she shared people in her lives that helped broaden her sense of love. You know, from uh, early on in elementary school uh, to adult life. And she shared a struggle um, that she had uh, publishing the book. Uh, her old publisher uh, took out two chapters. It was a chapter on Muslims. It was a chapter on the LGBTQ community. Completely rewritten it so that she didn't even recognize what was being said. And instead of each chapter had a name, it was rewritten so that it just said others. 
And so she had a choice between God and wealth. And even though it created a lot of financial hardship in saying, no, I cannot let you publish my book this way, um, she went through a lot of financial hardship as well as some other hardships as well, and she shared those. It's important for us to listen to our neighbor, to hear their story, to understand where they're coming from. When I was uh, at uh, St. Paul Lutheran in Wharton, there was a gentleman who was openly gay. And he opened my eyes to the struggles in that community. And uh, this is mid-90s. There were difficulties in, uh, with AIDS and HIV. Many people were dying. And Stuart went to his, his friends who were dying. Some of them had never even heard the gospel before. And he did evangelism and care to people who were dying. And in one of our conversations, he shared with me this, that he hated it when people said that he had a choice in his lifestyle. He said to me, Pastor, why would any sane person choose to be persecuted, to be made fun of, to be hated? Listen. Listening to our neighbor. It's what Jesus was getting at in this parable. Listen to what God is saying through Moses, the law, the prophets. Listen. Again, if we choose not to listen to Moses and the prophets, what's the point of this? What's the point of the cross? Would we dare not listen to the one who suffered and died for our sins and who rose from the dead? We have the ability to transcend those who first heard this parable because we have a third option of listening. So today, let us remember the Lazaruses around us, the Lazaruses around the world. It begins with thinking in the way of divine love. It happens when a quilt is made for Lazarus, when we generously give a helping hand. 
and to this all of God's children said. You just heard a very special sermon from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. We thank you for listening to the Shepherd Cast this week. If you are listening in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship if you're able. Our services are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship environment at our church by visiting sotvchurch.com worship. We are a church in service. If you wish to support our podcast, we hope you will support us by supporting our outreach. Whether the Spirit moves you to volunteer with one of our outreach programs, or you choose to contribute to the church in another way. One way you can support our church is through the Amazon Smile program, where the nonprofit of your choice can receive 0.5% of the purchase price of products sold while costing you nothing extra. You can get started by going to smile.amazon.com and searching for Shepherd of the Valley Evangelical Lutheran Church course, we encourage you to keep up with our church at our website at sotvchurch.com. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at sotvsandyville. We will be back with another message next week. Tune in then. Until then, we thank you for listening, and God bless.